Welcome to Heart of the Enneagram. I'm Chris Copeland. And I'm Sandra Smith. And we invite you to take a courageous and loving look at what is. In this episode, we explore type nine. The watchwords that I've tried to develop for myself uh, with any insight I've gained from the, the Enneagram are to wake up, discern, and act. So hey Sandra, it's great to be back with you again in Asheville. It's nice to be with you too, Chris. I've enjoyed doing these podcasts with you. Thanks. And I'm excited we get to explore the contours of Type 9 today with our guest, Joy McIver, who we'll hear from in a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So as we begin, I want to invite us all to open um, our three brains, so our head, our heart, and our body, so that we can come to a greater capacity to take in this information uh, and this experience that we're having together. So I invite you to be grounded in body, um, open in heart, and also have a curious mind. And we invite all of us who have, but we all have a little type nine inside of us to, to um, access that type nine and to listen in. So if you will, just take a deep breath with me. So a bit about the type nine structure. The focus of attention for nines is on others' agendas. So much so that they can forget their own, their own priorities, uh, their heart's desires. It's, it's almost a form of self-erasing, and the motivation behind this is really to maintain harmony, comfort, ease, ease in relating. And so there's, a, there's an avoidance of anything that could lead to conflict, anything that smells conflictual. These nines run the other way. <laughs> And they can do that by, uh, they have a gift of finding common ground between people. It's just amazing. They're one of the positive outlook types. And they have an ease, a comfort, um, easygoing nature. At least they appear so on the outside. It's easy to be with nines. They can go along to get along. And this accommodating and acquiescing, of course, doesn't serve the nine, but makes it easy on others to a certain point. And then, of course, when we really want to know what you think and how you feel, uh, that might be difficult uh, to come forward from nines. So it's a body type. Uh, Energy's low in the body. It's a gut instinct type. And probably the Enneagram's most self-forgetting type. So the vice is slothfulness. The false core driver for this type, um, one of those unconscious little voices that they have is, I'm insignificant and don't matter, which leads nines to kind of tamp themselves down and believe they can't make an impact, which of course is an illusion because they make creative and strong impacts on the world. So one of the great gifts of this type and the impacts that they make is that they can, they can understand various viewpoints. And so we often feel heard by nines and understood. Um, part of the trouble with that for a nine is that in hearing and understanding other viewpoints, they might lose their own. But if they can keep that and move toward both and, your agenda and my agenda, well, now we got somebody who's showing up. Right? 
So let me introduce you to Joy McIver, who's going to articulate the nine style and teach us a bit. She's a practicing attorney in Western Carolina and became interested in the Enneagram over 10 years ago. Uh, she sees it as a tool for understanding herself and how she relates to others. Initially, Joy thought she was a type two, but as she reflected and thought more, she recognized that she indeed lead with type nine. And she says now she really enjoys the deeper insights uh, and guidance that the Enneagram system provides for her personally as well as professionally. So again, Joy, welcome. Thank you. We're glad Good you're to here. Be here. Yeah. So we'll begin with this, um, this quote from Rumi. The breezes at dawn have secrets to tell you. Don't go back to sleep. You must ask for what you really want. Don't go back to sleep. People are going back and forth across the doors where the two worlds touch. The door is round and open. Don't go back to sleep. So, Joy, what in that, um, those words of Rumi resonate with you as you think about your, the patterns and habits of the type nine that you live in? I think the, the watchwords that I've tried to develop for myself uh, with any insight I've gained from the, the Enneagram are to wake up, discern, and act. Mm. And those each seem to be reflected in that quote. Um, I had to think about that quite a bit. But the, the dawn reference in the quote is, you know, morning, the breezes of dawn have something to tell you. You, you have to be wake, awake right. in order to do that and in order to hear what is the breezes have to share with you or what knowledge there is. And then... Um, deciding what I want, mm -hmm. that's, that's a discernment thing. Uh, with a as a nine, I think part of my character trait is to identify, because it's easy, what other people want right. and uh, what their needs are. And so it takes a little longer for me to determine and focus on what it is I want because I kind of like everybody and everything. And so it's easy to just, you know, go along. I think Sandra described it as going along to get along. I always thought it was, for me, it was go along because it's fun. And so, um, and so the, the wake up and discern are reflected in the poem and uh, acting you know, uh, taking part. And I think when I read that quote, I thought of it in terms of people going back and forth between the different worlds and thinking, I'm missing something. Mm. That's how I viewed mm. it, that there was action going on that I wasn't involved in. Mm. And I don't know if that was the intention of it, but I perceived it that way. And that the door being round and open, I thought was an odd shape for a door. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but sure. to me, it, it seemed uh, very 
accessible mm-hmm. and welcoming, a open round door mm-hmm. with lots of people going back and forth. The action part of my kind of watchwords for my type were reflected and in that wow, that looked like something I might want to be a part of, oh. <laughs> the action. And so the, the continuous, you know, I think it's, it's the three watch words and then the word repeat for me. Right. <laughs> You've got to repeat it all the time. And so um, the, the repetition in the quote of don't go back to sleep, don't go back to sleep, don't yeah. go back to sleep is um, kind of hits home and that you constantly have to be aware of um, – Staying awake and staying engaged mm. in in my my own what it is I want right. and want to get out of life and work. So my curiosity is how do you can you talk about each of those, maybe we can pick one, and how you do that? Like what helps you wake yes. up, for example? Um, I know that physical activity is absolutely a way to wake up Mm -hmm. and, um, consistent physical activity will keep me awake throughout, but as maybe perhaps others find, it's not always easy to remain consistent with things that Mm -hmm. don't seem fun. Mm -hmm. I've tried to make exercise and physical activity fun, but I, I know that, I do always feel better and more engaged when I'm physically active. And I tell myself in the the doldrums of the afternoon, jumping jacks is the answer. Mm. I don't do them all the time, <laughs> but I know that that would be the answer for me. So, so the waking up part is a lot of physical. It, w- it doesn't require a lot of physical activity, but it would be something physical. To wake me gets up. you back in your body. Yes. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We hear that when when nines are exercising or really when breath gets in the chest because nines can be belly breathers. You get that energy and breath in the chest. It's almost like the mind clears because there's a fogginess in the mind of a nine, and it's it's hard to know what I want in that fogginess. But in this bioenergetic charge, it's like it clears the mind, and mm-hmm. oh, I know what I want now. I'm going to go after it. Is that what you're talking about? Yes, and and there is a clarity, and I, I was just thinking about this on the way over, that I have tended to engage in physical activity with other people mm-hmm. who are maybe an, a type one, who know that physical activity is the right thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I win, and it's always fun. It's always better for me to have a buddy um, to do that with because I will adopt their agenda. And if right. they are a diehard, expect you to show up on time, expect you to show up consistently, then that part of the nine benefits me because I will mm-hmm. follow right. that positive lead mm-hmm. right. of somebody else's agenda. And mm-hmm. I'm also aware of it mm-hmm. too. And so I, I tend to practice my... Um, I guess nine growth with sometimes with my running buddies when they say, do you want to run from my house or your house? I will not say, oh, it doesn't matter to me. I try to, I think about it now and say, 
oh, I really am in a hurry today, so I would like to run from my house so I don't right. have to drive back home. So that's that has been kind of a, it Great. seems very minor, but it's a that's fun a, kind yes. of. Yes. Those are Great little victories. Yeah. <laughs> it is because you're stopping to think, right? You're st- and you that gets to that discernment. You're stopping to go, where do I want to run from today? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me be with that. Oh, I want to be from home. Mm-hmm. And then and then acting is the next piece of that because right. you're asking for what mm-hmm. you want. Right. And and without fail, they have said, Okay, that's fine. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's you're no exactly. objection. <laughs> they ask No the conflict. Question. No. They right. ask the question, where do you want to run from instead of <laughs> You know, weaseling out and waffling out. Uh-huh. Think about it. So that trying to develop a pause mm-hmm. just on that minor level has been That's beautiful. Helpful, so. That's beautiful. And you're bringing up the energy of the body types, which is emerging energy. So you're using it almost to your advantage. I'm going to ask somebody who's really dedicated and does this and on time, and, and my energy can merge with theirs, and then I'm, I'm in a good place. Yeah. And I found that sometimes when... Because uh, I tend to run with people that I think are they're they're just very interesting, and we get we talk when we're out, we're running or walking, and as Sandra mentioned, getting your breath in the chest mm. really clears your mind. But if we're talking about something that's kind of heavy, mm. I I find that I cannot run and talk at the same time, and so we because I am there's so much energy I think with the just the thinking about the communication with the other person that I'm not focusing on just the running and my breath. And Mm -hmm. so that's something I realize I have to be aware of and just not, not talk about heavy stuff. Right. Right. That's great awareness. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's been a, it's a good habit Mm -hmm. when I engage in it. It is very positive for me. So what about discernment? We, we talked about how you wake up, which is being more in your body. How, what helps you, what supports you in doing this work of discernment, getting clear about what it is that you want? Taking the time to ask myself hmm. primarily and not just operating on automatic pilot mm-hmm. and thinking in terms of, what, what are my desires in that certain situation, whether it be something like where do I go for a run or whether I want to participate in some professional development activity. But really thinking about it hard if I, I tend to write a lot, just scribbles kind of nothing that, that is kept, but just writing helps me process mm-hmm. the, the physical nature of writing, I think. And thinking through things, just, just asking, I guess it's as simple as that. It's yeah. just asking myself yeah. and, and having ever made a habit of doing that, mm. uh, and, and learning that that's something that is helpful is, is been a benefit to me. What comes up as you say that is like, it's okay for me to ask myself what I really want. I don't know if that resonates yeah. with you, right? Yeah. But it's, I can ask myself, what do I, what do I want? Yeah. I don't have to wait for anybody to ask, but when I, when they do, and the people do ask all the time, other people ask, other people just say it. Right. (laughs) They just say what they want. I don't know if it's true for you. I'm married to a nine. And part of what um, my husband will say is that if he gets away from people, 
that that can help him discern, like when he's away from others where he doesn't not influence by what they're thinking or wanting. Is that true for you? Absolutely resonates with me. My thinking, I call it my thinking time. It may be my coffee time, but it's, it's both. But it is in the morning with a cup of coffee and a pen and paper and just thinking through. And nobody else is around to... Even merge with dishes or to merge. I guess that's what the <laughs> yeah, there's nobody to merge with. I'll look at me now. <laughs> I'm just there. And mm. so I, I don't have any choice, but to think about what it is I want, because there's not anyone that my attention automatically turns to. Can you speak at all, talking about this merging energy, we also understand that there's a counter-merge where the nine just digs in and almost everything is no, not going along. Can you speak to that? Oh. I'm sure that's not a part well, of and so, I'm, Am I right, Sandra? Sometimes we might refer to that as being stubborn, but the, yeah. the stubbornness shows up in right. the Right, so there's a merging and a counter-merging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Uh, and I'm sure I could identify, and many of my family, <laughs> many of my family members could identify even more occasions when that has happened. It may be simply a kind of subconscious uh, defense or reaction mm. to feeling like, well, I have just merged enough mm. with you, and I'm not going any further, mm-hmm. and I, I'm not clear on how I haven't identified a precise, you know, conscious thought process that, that I have encountered or experienced. Um, but I think that sometimes it, I'm sure I have done that and it, it may just be a defense reaction to protecting you know, kind of a self-protective thing. I can't go any further. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you, you know, I may not be telling people why because I may not know why. Right. It may just be that my body knows I'm my limit, but I haven't been able to articulate what my limit was or my own desire. Mm-hmm. Um, do you ever, do you think that you ever do that counter merge or say no when you feel like you haven't been seen or heard? Would that be a, a piece of it? I don't know, but I'm curious about that. As as far as... Um, it's like you said, I've gone along enough. Yeah, so I'm going to say no as to bring the attention back to me. Or to or... simply show up. And it's easier for nines to say no and say what they don't want than to know what they do want. Oh yes, I could tell you where I don't want to eat. Mm-hmm. If you if you start naming places right. <laughs> after <laughs> after I'm sure I have a history of after I've said oh I'll eat anywhere <laughs> <laughs> wherever you want to go and then you name a place oh, no not goodness. that one yes and not that one <laughs> and and so that is a perhaps frustrating to those around me <laughs> at times. 
Um, in your current roles, so in work and your relationships, um, what are some of the gifts of the nine that show up and how did that support you and the support your work, support your relationships? Um, I definitely think a, a gift of the nine is to be able to hear and understand or connect with a lot of different experiences and different people and mm-hmm. just just relate to them. And that is, in my work as an attorney, like I said, I, I like a lot of different, I like lots of people. I like all kinds of people. And yeah. I, I get to meet all kinds of people in my work and hear their experiences. And I, I enjoy that. And generally the feedback is they, they do feel like I've heard them and that mm-hmm. I've understood. And that yeah. is, that is a, a very big benefit to being able to connect with somebody who um, has you know, gone through a bad experience such that they need to talk to an attorney about it. Right. So, right. Um, and, and you would have, you would offer that good nine presence when you're right there and awake and very present you can be a good listener. And it's an amazing gift for someone to be, uh, well, here's how I would say it is listened to, seen, mm-hmm. heard in the way that nines want to be seen and heard, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you, you can offer that gift to others. You just had an aha yeah, moment. Yeah, I just had an aha moment. It's, it's I'm treating people the way I want to be treated. Right. Mm. Yeah. But they are, they are showing up and saying, I need to tell you this story. And perhaps as a nine, I don't always show up and say, I need to say this, or I need to do this. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's also about self-remembering. I need to hear and see myself. So it's not like we need other people to remember us. We need to remember us. Right. Yeah. And, and that's one of the insights I've had through just learning more about the Enneagram is that although I value so many other people and, you know, give them a lot of credit for their ideas and thinking and compassion and just the way they are, I, I have not always given myself the same credit. Mm. And so if, if I can do that for myself, we're, we're all in good shape. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. The language that comes up for me is, um, parallel to this is I spend my time letting other people know they matter but I don't always recognize, or I, or at least I wonder, do I matter, or do I matter to others? Right. That's another, maybe another way of saying right, that. right. It's that unconscious driver. I'm insignificant and don't matter. It, it yeah. is. I, you know, the idea that if if you told me you were going to run a marathon and you were training for it, I would be right there. Yep. And support you. But if I wanted to run a marathon, <laughs> and I th- I think it. I would hope that you would say, "Oh well, I will just be there every day." Mm-hmm. Um, it it is a it is a kind of hoped for to be treated in in a similar fashion. Right. Um, but the recognition I've had is what a lot of people otherwise have naturally is I I'm responsible for that recognition. Right. As an individual, mm-hmm. that that's my job first. Absolutely. I right. can share it with other people, but I have to. You know, I'm responsible for me, uh, 
and that's something that's not clear. Oh, always been clear. I think mm-hmm. I've I've hoped that um, mm-hmm. others might you know step forward and say, well, let me show you how to train for that marathon. Right. Volunteer. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. nobody's going to volunteer for that unless right. you ask them to. Mm-hmm. So, so that's been a a growth point for me is just recognizing if if I want it. Figured out what I want, and then what do I have to do to do it? You've talked a little bit about this already, but I want to see if there's anything you want to add about at this point in your life. um, How are you being invited to grow as you understand and have lived this nine nine way for a while. What's, what's an area of growth for you right now? Just more, just more of the kind of my self action plan or individual action Mm -hmm. plan, you know, waking up, uh, discerning and being active. And that applies in my personal life and in my professional life. Mm -hmm. There, there are new ways of doing things in the law and new approaches and, deciding what I want to be a part of and doing what it is required to, to participate in those new fields Mm. and uh, activities. And so, and I'm enjoying that a lot. That's great. Yeah. What, um, this gets back to our earlier conversation, but what supports you? How do you, uh, take that action? What helps you take that action? When I'm in tune to somebody saying, Mostly it's just people being themselves and me just being in tune to how they are. Mm-hmm. Because typically someone will say, well, what do you want to do? Will, will that work for you? Mm-hmm. Is that mm. where you think your field is going or your professional life is going? And, and they'll ask you things and, then, and really taking the time to answer them and, and asking myself like a friend would ask me, right. how's that work for you? Right. Is that gonna is that yes. going to benefit you? Is that will will that make you um, a better professional, a more satisfied person, or you know whatever the positive growth point you're looking for mm. out of it? Mm-hmm. So, good. I think just listening to people with an understanding of how I process has been very helpful. Great, great. Yeah. Joy, is there anything else you'd like to, to bring forward about Type 9 that maybe we haven't discussed that you feel like we you want to bring that forward? Uh, I guess I'll just offer the idea that as, an, as a 9 and being able to hear and assimilate lots of different either ideas or, or personalities it is a, a huge, I mean, you called it a gift. I kind of like that idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a huge benefit. Yes. Um, it also takes some time to process that. I, dis, dis, I uh, describe kind of my decision-making is, a, is slower on some things than, than other people would want or then it's slower than other people would arrive at it. Mm. But I typically arrive at a good right decision Mm. after Mm. I've 
made it mm-hmm. and processed it in a in a very I'm using my hands to show a kind of roundabout way. It's it's not a linear yeah. approach. It's mm-hmm. not at this point to that point. There's just a lot more nuance to it. And and you know, depending on what the question is, but there's a lot of uh, there's just a lot of facets to mm-hmm. certain mm-hmm. questions and I tend to want to explore all of those yeah. before coming to a conclusion. Yeah. So it, there's a thoroughness in the thinking for nines, multidimensional, almost long-term sometimes. I know in meetings, nines may not have a lot to say, but, you know, we need to ask you the next day. So what what are your thoughts now? Because right. you certainly have a lot to offer thinking in ways that we don't. Mm-hmm. So thank you for bringing that forward. You're welcome. Yeah. yeah. So here are a few questions for a deeper dive for those of you who lead with nine and also for the little nine in all of us. To what tells you that you're self-forgetting? And where are you most self-forgetful in your life? And how do you remember you? What helps you remember you? And then remember times when you were seen and heard by others. How did you facilitate that? How did you foster those times? In heartfelt gratitude, I'm Sandra. And I'm Chris. And we invite you to continue to look courageously and lovingly at what is. We want to thank all who've made this podcast a reality, including Wake Forest University School of Divinity for their financial and institutional support. For Sally Ann Morris, who composed our theme music, and for Toby Becker, who provided graphic design. Thanks to Eric Merle for his editing expertise, to Tom and Lynn Berner, who provided recording space, and to the narrative Enneagram and our mentors, Helen Palmer and Dr. David Daniels, its founders. And special thanks to all of our guests. We offer this podcast as a free resource for personal and spiritual growth. And in order to continue this work, we need your support. Please visit our website, heartoftheenneagram.com, to make a contribution and to purchase our companion book. In the days that lie ahead, may your mind be curious, your heart courageous, and your presence compassionate.